Be seated. Glory to God. Well, if we just dismiss right now, I could have said we, we had some church. Thank you, Lord. Go with me, if you would, to uh, Psalm 65. In uh, seeking the Lord about today, this morning, and actually the year that we are beginning now, I was impressed with this passage. In uh, Psalm 65 and verse 1. We may read the entire psalm. It's not that long, but uh, let his words get down in you, minister to you. Praise waits for you, O God, in Zion. Unto you shall the vow be performed. It's important that whatever we tell the Lord we're going to do, we do it. O you that hear prayer. Unto you shall all flesh come. And we're going to see before we get through talking about this that prayer is a big part of this. So keep it in mind. You that hear prayer. Does God hear prayer? Is he real? Is he there? Does he hear prayer? There are a lot of people who don't believe that. It's their loss. And then there's a whole lot of folks that have substituted, they they use phrases, but they are meaningless. Like this one. You're in our thoughts and prayers. Well, did you pray? In many of these cases, nobody prayed. So what does that mean? You're in our thoughts and prayers. What they mean is we wish you well. There was no faith, there was no communion, there was no asking, and there was no hearing. And there'll be no results. So don't use the word prayer. Hmm? Don't let the world contaminate your vocabulary. Right? The Bible said don't be conformed to this world. You're in our thoughts and prayers. Not unless you prayed. And if you didn't commune with God and ask him for something in faith, you still didn't pray. Even though you might go through a bunch of rituals. The scripture says, you know, uh, don't, don't pray, Jesus said, with vain repetitions. There's got to be real. It's got to be you talking to God, knowing he's there, knowing he's hearing Knowing that if you ask anything according to his will, his word reveals his will, he hears you. And if he hears you, before you feel or see anything, you know he heard you and granted your request. And so now you're expecting something. Now that's worth something there. But this you're in our thoughts and prayers, just meaning you didn't pray, we wish you well. That's something unbelievers do. And it, it doesn't change anything. In, uh, keep reading in this verse here. 
Verse 3. Iniquities prevail against me as for our transgressions. You shall purge them away. Well, that was looking to the cross. We're on the other side of the cross. And no matter how many iniquities or sins or failures you and I have done and been a part of, it doesn't have to keep us from his goodness and blessing. Because he has purged them away. By the blood of the Lamb. Oh, I don't know if you heard that or not. All the dumb stuff you did in 22 does not have to prevent you from being blessed in 23 because your sins, if you receive it, have been washed away. So if they've been washed away and purged away, how can they hinder you from anything? Now, you can live in the past. And again, you're back to the mouth here saying, what a, what a mess up you are and what a failure you are and how this and that and you're, what a broken person you are. You ever heard that? It's popular to say that nowadays. How broken you are. If you're talking about humbling yourself, contriteness, that's a good thing. But if you're talking about broken in the sense of damaged goods, that's acting like God can't heal you. That you have to live decade after decade damaged. Only if you say so. Oh, somebody didn't care for that. Check your scriptures. He restores my soul. Does that sound like broken and damaged? Huh? He restores my soul. He heals the brokenhearted. Well, if you're healed, you ain't broken. Is that right? That's another message. Keep reading, keep reading. Blessed is the man whom you choose and cause to approach to you that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, even of your holy temple. Satisfaction, deep core fulfillment, deep heart satisfaction only comes from God. Another human being cannot give it to you. No drug or possession or natural worldly success can give it to you. Only God. And another psalm said, he satisfies the longing soul. He fills hungry hearts. Hallelujah. Keep reading. By terrible things in righteousness, you will answer us. Now, terrible doesn't, doesn't mean bad in this phrase. Uh, it, it could have to do with amazing and, and powerful and uh, things that your, your mind might not fully understand. O God of our salvation, who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of them that are afar upon the sea. Keep going. Which by his strength sets fast the mountains, being girded with power. Which stills the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, the tumult of the people. 
They also that dwell in the uttermost parts are afraid at your tokens. You make the outgoings of the morning and evening to rejoice. We need to remind ourselves continually. When you're looking to understand God, don't go to the library. Well, who goes to the library anymore? They go to <laughs> Google or something. You know. But don't, don't look for a dusty theology book to understand God Look at the mountain ranges. Look at the oceans. Look up in the night sky. That's him. And he's your father. Oh, friend, this is worthy of meditation. This is worthy of meditation. What kind of wisdom and understanding and knowledge does it take to create a star like our sun And to create a planet like the one you stand on. And what kind? The Bible said our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your body is an astounding creation. It's just amazing. And no, science does not even halfway understand it yet. No, they don't. So don't get mad at at, at scientists or professionals or pharmacists or doctors or whoever. If they don't have all the answers, you're foolish for expecting them to. You should know. Thank God for them. I pray for researchers. Lord, help them to find things. Help them to understand how to treat this. I pray for researchers. But there's always going to be just huge gaps in their understanding and ability. But not God's. He made you. Huh? He made you. Big parts. Little parts. He made you cells. He made you brain. Huh? And, you know, there's this thing about artificial intelligence and, and robots and, 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 you know, artificial intelligence, this kind of thing, uh, taking humanity over. And then maybe, you know, you can put uh, uh, people's uh, consciousness into uh, a machine or download it as data. Ain't never going to happen. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. That is never happening because that shows a a, a basic general misunderstanding of spirit, what life is, what consciousness is. It's not even matter. It's not even material. So how could you download it? (laughs) And the thing is, you knew you wasn't going to stay in this body down here forever anyway. And who wants to? You, you run your race. You finish your course. And then you come out of this thing like a hand comes out of a glove. And you're still you. All your faculties. Hallelujah. And then one day when the trumpet sounds, get your body back. And it'll be fixed. It'll be wonderful. It'll be great. But we need to meditate on his creation and remind ourselves continually of how big our God is. 
how great he is. We must not lose sight of this. And that's why there's such a full onslaught by the enemy through believers to say, well, there is no God. There was no creation. that, That means there couldn't be any salvation either. And so that means there's not any right or wrong. There's not any good or evil. There's no heaven or hell if you believe all that stuff. But no, it's just not true. His creation, even in its fallen state, it is amazing. Do you believe it? And as you ponder it, and as you meditate upon it, and and look on things, it just, and and, and you, you want to ask yourself on a regular basis, who can make something like that? Right? I mean, we got, we got two little dogs uh, that stay in the house. And I thought never would. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you, you look at them and you think, who can make something like that? So, you know, well, you know, science will soon be making sure. No, they never will. That's right, that's right. Never. Right. Never. Yeah. Not even close. No. Why? Because it's not a machine. That's right. It's a living creature. Who can make a horse? Right? A horse. Amazing. A lion. An elephant. A whale. What was God thinking? you're talking about having some thoughts huh you and I didn't come up with all this we didn't think of all that and he's going to make a little smaller horse like creature but he's going to have stripes (laughs) black black and white stripes you wouldn't have thought of that huh We'll make another one, but his neck's going to be about 10 foot tall. <laughs> You'd have thought, that won't work. That won't work. That'll be out of balance. He'll tip over. Right. Right. He don't tip over. Huh? We should marvel. We should marvel at God's glorious creations, including ourselves. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Keep keep reading. He said, you visit the earth and water it. Now, this is what we're talking about today. You water it. You greatly enrich it with the river of God, which is full of water. You prepare them corn when you've so provided for it. Keep reading. You water the ridges. Everybody say, you water it. You cannot have life without light. And you cannot have life without water. Most of our brain, most of our body is made up of water. And you can't go, I mean, you might go days and days without uh, food, but you can't go long without water. And the planet, the plants, the animals, you got to have it. And he begins to talk about rain that comes out of the heavens. We know this is central and vital to life on earth. What we also need to realize 
it is patterned after things you can't see. Everything seen is patterned after things you can't see. Because there were all manner of things of God that existed before the material realm existed. Before a material world existed, there was spirit. From everlasting. So how long is that? No clue. Longer than you think. Huh? Ever From everlasting. God is called the ancient of days. One clue that we get is that a millennia to him is like a day. Or even like last night. A watch in the night. A thousand years is like, like a last night is to us. How many remember last night? Huh? If not, let's pray for you. <laughs> and watch what you say because you can, you, you can get it back. <laughs> Quit saying I'm getting old and can't remember stuff. Huh? Treat it like cuss words. Quit that. What do we tell our little kids? It worked good on you too. I'm quick. I'm bright, sharp, good looking, very rich, and a major blessing. I work good on you. Right? I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm bright. That's the opposite of dull, slow, dumb. Now you're laughing, but how many Christians do something dumb and then they hit their head and go, I'm so dumb. I'm telling you, that's hurting you. If we were smart, if we did something dumb, we'd go, I'm so smart. (laughs) Hey, I'm, I'm so smart. And when you're going over it for the twelfth time and it seems like you just can't get it, you should say, I am quick. I'm telling you. (laughs) I know it may not look like it right now, but I am. Get your words working for you instead of against you. Something the Lord can work with to help you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep, keep going. You water the ridges thereof abundantly. You settle the furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless the springing thereof. The rains come down. They soften the furrows. They, they cause seeds to come to life. Hallelujah. This, we're familiar with this. We've lived with this our whole life. But this is amazing. What happens and how it works. What water does to a seed. Or to a plant. Did you know that the word of God is called seed? Eternal seed. Hallelujah. Verse 11. You crown the year 
with your goodness. Now he's talking about rain and water and blessing and goodness and, and your paths drop fatness. You could say drip with plenty. Hallelujah. That's overflow. Glory to God. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness. And the little hills rejoice on every side. Why? Because they've been watered. Because they've been blessed. Now they can grow. When you got drought, you've got death. You got deadness. When you got drought, things dry up and they die. <clears throat> and the longer it goes, the worse it gets. If the plants just completely die until the roots turn loose and the wind blows and then the plants come up and come out, then all the topsoil can be blown away. And I mean, that's how things become the Sahara Desert. They tell us they have found crocodile bones and hippopotamus bones in the middle of the Sahara. What does that mean? Wasn't always the Sahara. Hmm? What made it to Sahara? No water. No water. Somebody say no water. No water. No water is no blessing. Are y'all with me? Yes, Psalm 72 6. 72 6, talking about the Lord, says, He will come down like rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth. You know what we are? Sprouts. We are born, Peter says, by the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. Is that true? And in talking about the ministry of the Word, 1 Corinthians 3 talks about, uh, uh, Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Well, he's not talking about the garden or the field. He's talking about the church. He's talking about believers. Hmm? That seed was planted. And that was ministry by an apostle and a prophet. And then it was watered. That was ministry by a teacher. And then God made it to grow. God made it. To increase. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see familiar faces all over this room. We've been here for over 20 years now. And by faith, I'm seeing the familiar faces in Sarasota that I know are there. I'm even by faith seeing familiar faces on the other side of this camera. A lot of partners. People watching right now, and people, a lot of people watch it afterwards. 
What am I saying? I know. Because I was there for some of it. Good seed has been planted in you. You can't tell me it wasn't. I was there for part of it. Right? I I carried the seed for part of it. Huh? Phyllis carried part of the seed. Dave and Kim carried part of the seed. Others carried part of the seed. Our guest speakers carried part of the seed. I was there for a bunch of it. I saw it being sown. Huh? And I saw that many, many times you did not sleep through it. You were there. You were present. You were like. Bring it. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? It means it's there. And I know we hadn't seen all of it. But you know what you need? What I need? We need a nice shower. Not, not gully washing, wash it away, but Showers of blessing. Hallelujah. That make the seed come alive. Woo. And and start producing and start developing and start punching out. Punching through above the surface. Where it can be seen. And heard and experienced. Somebody say thank God for the rain. Rain, rain of the Spirit, the rain. The psalmist, Psalm 72, 6, he will come down like rain upon the mown grass. Now, I know know Dave don't like to do it, (laughs) mow the grass, but you enjoy when it's mown. After it's mown, he enjoys it. And, and, and what happens, you know, summer day, spring day, whatever, and, and, a, and a great beautiful uh, green lawn, and it's freshly mown, and a nice little shower. There's a smell. Is that right? See, God has given us the capacity to appreciate these things, to experience in them, and to differentiate them. But we got to remind ourselves everything we're seeing and touching in this material realm, it came out of a realm you can't see. And if there wasn't something in the realm you can't see, none of this would exist. All of this came out of that realm and is patterned after realities there. So what does that mean? It means there's rain you can see and hear and feel with your body. And there's rain you can't see. There's rain you can't touch with your hand. But it is real. I said it's real. And its effects are real. Its results are real. Somebody say glory to God. He will come down. Who will come down? God. His spirit. On the day of Pentecost, 
In the upper room. The Holy Ghost fell. Oh, did you hear that term? Did you hear the term? The Holy Ghost fell. When Peter was preaching at Cornelius' house, in the middle of him preaching, the Spirit of God fell. Fell on all of them. And when he fell on all of them in the upper room, something affected them. Is that right? Man, they got happy. They got free. They come tumbling out of the upper room into the streets, speaking languages. And the people said, these guys are drunk. You see how early in the morning it is? How they get so drunk this early? Do you remember what Peter said? These are not drunk like you think. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So go there. Joel. Just what, three short chapters in Joel? It'd be good to read the whole thing. We won't take time right now. But the first chapter describes awful drought. Awful drought. Where things are dead, dried up, withered away, no no crops, nothing for the livestock, nothing for the people, nothing for the wild animals. Because of drought. 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 And how that the pests, uh, the the caterpillars and, and all these other things have just eaten everything else that was left until it's nothing but stubble and dust. And he's saying that their drought is the result of them leaving him and forsaking him and even going after other gods. Drought, lack, deadness is never the will of God. Never. Certainly not in one of his New Testament churches. Certainly not in the home of a believer. What's God's will? Wet with blessings. Is that right? Wet. Not dry. Moist. Supple. Green. Blessed. That reality exists in spirit. Just like it does in the natural. Joel 2.21. When the Spirit of God is quoting. Peter is quoting this in the book of Acts. From this passage. He said, fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice. For the Lord will do great things. That's what we saw in that psalm. Psalm 65. Now you got to keep in mind, why did he say that? Because chapter 1 describes an absolute ruined place because of drought. And, and he says, don't be afraid, land. He's talking to the land. The creator says, land, I know you've been going through it. <laughs> you've been hurting. <coughs> it's because of them dummies that's living on you. <laughs> It's true. (laughs) But you need to go ahead and rejoice, land. Because the Lord will do great things. 
We've been talking about confession. Go ahead and say it. The Lord will do great things. Say it again. The Lord will do great things. Come on. The Lord will do great things. Great things. Where? When? For whom? For us. Faith Life Church. For you. This year. We're going to agree with him. Keep keep going. 22. Be not afraid, you beasts of the field. Animals. Deer. Raccoons. Possums. I know you've been going through it. It's because of them dummies. <laughs> but you don't need to be afraid. I know you. I see you. God's talking. I know how to feed deer. Hmm? What do they need? They need grass. Is that right? They need grass. What do they got to have to have grass? They got to they have rain. They got to have water. For the pastures of the wilderness do spring. And the tree bears their fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Let's just stop right here. How does God do things? How does he do it? He says it. He says it. He's fixing stuff right now. Huh? He didn't say one of these days it might happen sometime. No, he said the wilderness is springing. The tree is bearing fruit. The fig tree and the vine is yielding strength. Well, when he said it, look out. Here it comes. Is that right? Whatever it takes to make that happen is on the way when he opened his mouth. And he's trying to train us to function that way. Keep going. Be glad then, you children of Zion. Now he gets to the dummies. That was causing all the problem. He said, Land, I got you. I'm fixing it right now. Beasties, I got you. I'm taking care of you. Children of Zion, it caused all this. I got you too. I got you too. You, you, land, you need to go ahead and rejoice. Well, see, I hadn't seen it all, but if you believe the word, you rejoice before you see the rain. Before everything starts growing again, is great. You rejoice because why? God told you. It's, it, he said it's done deal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Be glad, beasts of the field. Be glad, children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. <clears throat> Now what you got is you got the rain in the beginning of the growing season that helps get the, the crop kicked off and started. And then especially when it comes time for harvest and before the harvest, you need the finishing rain. The beginning rain and the finishing rain. The former rain, latter rain. And he said, you, I'm paraphrasing now, you're behind on rain, you miss some rains, so I'm going to give you both rains. They need it. They're drying up. I'm going to give you both rains in the first month. 
Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. And the floors are going to be full of wheat. And the vats are going to overflow with wine and oil. They are looking at dust. They're looking at dust. God's talking about barns full. Vats full. Is he a faith God or is he a faith God? Verse 25. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. Is he a good God? It was because of their own dumb mistakes that they got in this shape to start with. But he said, not only am I fixing your situation, land, beast, people, but I'm going to help you get back what you lost through these years of drought. When because of the deadness and dryness, the the insects took over and the locusts took over. The, The locusts, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, they they ate everything up, all the stubble that was left. But I'm going to restore that to you. Say it out loud. God is a good God. He's restoring to me. Child of God, you need to be listening now. If you lost some stuff during the pandemic, during the shutdowns, huh? during 2021, 22. Do not just say, well, that's gone. That's gone forever. No, God's a God of restoration. Somebody say, he's restoring to me what the caterpillar consumed, what the locust ate up. He's restoring to me what was lost. My good God is restoring to me. So that what that means? That means you wind up in time to come. You didn't lose anything. You got it all back. And then some. And I'll preach this to myself. I, but it's a lot better with you. It's a lot better. <clears throat> Be glad, he said. I'm causing the rain to come. I'm restoring to you the years, years that were eaten up. In verse 26, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. What do you do when that happens? You praise the name of the Lord your God that has dealt so wondrously with you. And my people... Shall never be ashamed. Nobody ever trusted in him. And was disappointed. There's people that played games. And didn't really trust in him. But nobody that trusted in him. And didn't quit and held on. Was disappointed. Never. Never happened. Not going to start with you or me. My people. Shall never be ashamed. And let's see how pertinent this is to our life. We see, he said, you'll know that I am in the midst uh, of Israel. I'm the Lord your God, none else. My people will never be ashamed. He said it again. And it'll come to pass afterward, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. See, that's what Peter was quoting on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts. Is there a connection between us here today and this? Oh, there is. 
Now, why? I, I, I trust you see it clearer than you've ever seen it before. When he says, I will pour out my spirit. What has he been talking about for the last two chapters? Rain. Can you see that? Rain. So when he says pour out, why use the word pour out? Because that's exactly the word you use for water. Right? Pour out the water. What happened on the day of Pentecost? He poured out the Spirit. Which flows and falls just like water. Hmm? You know what feels good after a long, hard travel day and hot and dusty? A good shower. Is that right? Can you feel it or is it a nothing experience? Oh man, are you kidding? You, you get in there and that's a, you know, we, uh, <coughs> we had them turn up the pressure on our, our shower flow. I, I like it to blast the dirt off of you, you know. <coughs> Somebody was visiting us and they stayed in that room and they said, man, that thing will take your skin off. I said, well, you could just turn it down, you know. But, uh, <laughs> I've stayed in so many rooms traveling where you turn on the shower and it goes trinkle, trinkle, trinkle. Oh man, you know. <laughs> when I come home, I want to shower. <laughs> but you can feel it. Can't you feel it? It just, man, it feels so good. And it, it, it helps you get off the, uh, junk that, you know, came from, uh, dust and dirt and whatever the case might be. Well, we need that. Spiritually, just going through this world, right? Spiritually, you go, whoa, what did I step in, man? (laughs) Spiritually, you go, man, what was it? You just, have you ever felt kind of dirty from just being around something or being, hearing something? Well, thank God there is the washing and renewing and regeneration of the spirit and it flows just like water. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Is that New Testament? Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. That's New Testament. Upon the servants and handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit. He did it, and he's doing it. And he will do it. And I am impressed of the Lord. That you and I as a church, as a church here, as a church in Sarasota, we need to act on some verses I'm about to read and call on the Lord for rain. Spiritual rain and blessing in this year. Rain that can be discerned. Rain that can be experienced in the Spirit. Rain that causes all the seed that's in you to come alive and and begin to grow and develop. Does that bear witness with your spirit? Can, can we do? We know it's the will of God. And He's told us to do it. Go to, uh, um, Hosea 10, or they'll, they'll put it up on the screen. Actually, I'm just going to read some of these for time's sake, so just put it on the screen. Hosea 6 and 3. I'll just read a few of these, and then we're going to act on it. Hosea 6, 3. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. 
His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he will come to us. How? As the rain. He, he will come to us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hosea 10. Hosea 10, 12 says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time. Hmm? It's a new year. Huh? It's a new year. It's a new, we're, we're, we're at a new place in humanity. What's it time for? It's time to seek the Lord till He come and rain on you. Rain righteousness upon you. Rain His good spirit on you. Phyllis said that she heard the Lord say to her about 23, these two things. What's happening in 2023? Phyllis Moore, my wife, said the Spirit of God told her. Said 23 is the time to seek me and prepare for eternity. The time to seek me. Well, does that go along with this? Seek, what's it time to do? What did he say? It's time to seek the Lord till he come and what? Not just seek him and say, well, you know, that's it. We sought him a little bit. No, seek him, expecting until we experience this rain of righteousness of the Spirit. She said the Spirit of God quickened her. 23 is the time to seek me and the time to prepare for eternity. How many know we're at the door? Are we? I mean, two of our group went home over the holiday. You know, whether 150,000 or something leave this planet every day. You and I, life is so short, so short. You and I are soon, soon, soon to be out of here. But we don't want to get out of here until what the Lord has planted in us grows and bears fruit. And fruit that remains and we serve our generation and do our part before we leave here. And we cannot produce it ourselves. We're not the vine. We're a branch. And we cannot... Make things happen. There are things only he can do. And this is one of those. Only God can give rain. Hallelujah. Only God. And only God can give rain in the spirit. But he told us to seek him about it. And he told us to ask for it. In in Zechariah 9. Zechariah 9.17 that goes into 10.1. Zechariah 9.17 says, How great is his goodness and how great is his beauty. Corn shall make the young men cheerful and new wine the maid. Zechariah, now Zechariah 10.1. Zechariah 10.1 says, Ask ye, Zechariah. 
Zechariah 10.1, Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. Zechariah 10.1, So the Lord shall make bright clouds. You know what a bright cloud is? Bright clouds have lightning in them. And give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. How many can see this is talking about more than a natural thing? Hmm? Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. We know we're not at the beginning of the crop. We're not at the beginning of the church. Hmm? God rained on them. There's been moves of God. Is that right? There's been Azusa Street. Right? There's been the great healing revival. There's been move after move, generation after generation. Well, there's got to be a finishing. A finishing generation. There's got to be a finishing reign. And this thing is so big, we're going to have to see the former and the latter rains together. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Ask ye. Put it back up again. Zechariah 10. If the, if the Lord says ask, what should you do? What should you do? You know, you know what we're about to do? Ask ye of the Lord rain. In the time of the latter rain, and the Lord will make bright clouds, this is indicative of signs and wonders. And he will give them showers of rain. This is not destructive rain, showers. To everyone, grass in the field. Ezekiel 34, 26 says, I'll make them in the places around my hill a blessing. I will cause the shower to come down in his season. There shall be showers of blessing. Glory to God. On your feet, everybody. It is written, there shall be. Somebody say, there shall be, there shall be. 